notes hit the fan and flying. She saw the lipstick on his neck. Welcome to Now Hear This Entertainment, a podcast for fans of the guests who appear on this show as well as fans of music in general, and a podcast for musicians, singers, songwriters, artists, entertainers who want to learn more to help them grow in what they're doing. I'm your host, Bruce Wozniak from Now Hear This Incorporated. Check out www.nowhearthis.biz. Be sure to sign up for the email newsletter there, which is quick and easy. All that's required is an email address. We are coming to you from Crystal Blue Sound Studios near Tampa, Florida. Check them out on the web at www.cbpro, as in Crystal Blue Productions, cbpro.net. Be sure you are subscribing to this podcast and telling your friends to do so as well. We are thrilled to be on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and SoundCloud. Lots of great guests on Now You Hear This Entertainment, or as I've taken to calling it, NHTE. Joining me today on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from Nashville, my guest is a singer-songwriter working on her debut album and is launching a crowdfunding campaign that begins today. Tomorrow and Friday, that's March 19th and 20th, she'll be playing an unofficial South by Southwest showcase in Austin, Texas, and there are a couple shows set for next month in Kentucky. She has played at venues ranging from South Carolina to Georgia, California, and of course Tennessee. And she has an online show every Wednesday evening that features a different guest artist each week. You've been hearing a song of hers called Fat Lady Singin'. It's my pleasure to welcome to the show, Aubryn. Hello. Hello, (laughs) Aubryn. Thank you very much for doing this. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Yeah, you bet. Um... Oh, we have a lot of ground to cover today, um, but before we get too far away from it, let's have you talk about the song that was just playing. Tell the listeners about Fat Lady Singing, which, by the way, from the For What It's Worth department, I, I really enjoyed that song. When when you sent it to me for today's show, I, I, I really dug, I've probably listened to it like three times already. Um, for some reason, it made me feel like I was in the Old West. That, that's the picture that I had in my head, the women in their ruffled dresses, kind of like you can pose in nowadays <laughs> at photo places that allow you to put on clothes like that, and they'll usually uh, output the picture in black and white or, or sepia. Um, forgive me mm-hmm. for going off on this tangent, but that's that's the image that I conjured, conjured up, but really, really good song. Just just tell the listeners about that song. Thanks. Um, it's kind of a, it's a song about obviously uh, a woman done wrong and uh, she takes matters into her own hands and um, basically poisons his pancakes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I don't know, it, it's, it's kind of, it was really fun to write. Um, uh, two, two women, uh, the, the two co-writers on that uh, had written the song and they approached me about rewriting it with them. Mm. And um, it was it was a really cool, fun process. Um, I ended up redoing like all of the melody, basically, and the the whole feel completely changed. Um, but it was it was a lot of fun to write. Yeah, it has a, has a real fun feel to it. I'm curious. This is a, a very early teaching moment here already. Why did mm-hmm. they? I don't I don't want to say why did they approach you. I don't want to put the emphasis mm-hmm. on the wrong word. But what, why did they approach you, feeling that it needed to be reworked? Well, they knew that it needed to be reworked anyways. Um, they felt like it wasn't quite finished. Mm-hmm. And um, they actually heard me play at Belcourt Taps here in Tennessee, in Nashville, Tennessee. And uh, one of the songs that I did um, was called uh, Lady About Town. And uh, it has a part in it where I almost do this kind of operatic thing. Mm. And so, you know, Fat Lady Singing, it yeah. relates to opera, and it's like not over until the Fat Lady Sings. Yeah. So they're like, oh, she'd be the perfect person to do this with. Wow. So so you're saying that, that these two who approached you, mm-hmm. prior to this, you did not know them? No, correct. Well, see, and, yeah. and that's, that's a great story in itself, because how many times, listeners, those of you... Uh, that that have been with me throughout um, most of the journey as as we're on episode fifty eight today. How many times have I talked about and, and Auburn? You know, you yourself have probably heard this many times over the years, but you never know who might be in the audience. And lo and behold, you know that's that's a that's a unique story. That's cool to hear. Uh, that mm-hmm. simply by being at your show, they thought, "Aha! This is the girl that we need for that song." Yeah, it was really cool. Like nothing like that has really happened to me besides that. 
Now, was this kind of a, uh, you know, literally talked to you on the spot that night and said, hi, this is, um, this is my name and this is who this is and we have a song, etc. How, how did that kind of unfold? Well, they actually, um, one of them approached me and, and bought one of my CDs that I had. Um, there, I have, I sell live CDs, um, since I don't have a fully produced album yet. Um, so she, she bought my CD and then she friended me on Facebook and, um, messaged me on my Facebook page and was like, Hey, I met you, you know, at Belcourt Taps and we have this song. Would you be willing to take a look at it with us and maybe help us rewrite it? And I'm like, yeah, sure. Why not? So very interesting that's that's and again it's the power of social media as much as people like to talk about uh the the, the evils and the negatives and and the <laughs> proliferation of social media i i, mm-hmm. I know that that's how i found you i mean even though i do yeah. go back and forth to nashville i haven't met you in person yet i imagine that mm-hmm. i will the next time i'm there but uh mm-hmm. you know so i mean that's that's really interesting because you would think well why did why wouldn't they strike while the iron is hot and and, and ask auburn right there on the spot and lo and behold you know, nowadays, it doesn't matter. You know, you can still find her anyways. Well, I think sometimes also, if you come out with that immediately, when you first meet somebody, it's like, whoa, whoa, hold on, slow down there, you know? (laughs) I just came off stage, you know, and all of a sudden you're you're talking about getting into a co-write session. Exactly. (laughs) Well, I must say that it's interesting for me to have a guest on who is a singer-songwriter, yet knows my side of the microphone as it relates to having to find a guest for a show week after week. What made you decide, I I referred to this in the intro, obviously, what made you decide to launch Auburn's Music Conversation? Um, A friend of mine um, had been doing an online show herself, um, and I'm like, that's a cool idea, because she, she had guest artists on her show, but she ended up only doing it for like a few months, and then she quit. Um, but I just had so much fun and I, I've always loved promoting other great artists and I have this huge idea of building a, a music community with the, with people who help each other, you know, <laughs> I'm, so. I'm, la- I'm laughing because, because we're in sync with that and, and, uh, and Nick here at, at Crystal Blue Sound Studios, he's a, he's a very, very outspoken advocate for collaboration and, and, and people not kind of, you know, reeling everything in and, you know, keeping everything to themselves. And, and I, I'd, I'd be remiss if I didn't encourage people, uh, to listen to the interview that I, that I did with Nick. It, it formally, the episode is, is called NHTE 56 Dominic Pages, uh, just a couple of weeks ago. And he made an announcement on that show and forgive me, Auburn, for, for stealing time away from, from your show. Uh, but he talked on that show about, uh, a show that he has launched here at the studio, uh, which is a cross between uh, Daryl's house and, and the whole house concert idea, but it's it's to promote collaboration, it's to promote original music, and it's meant to invigorate the Central Florida music community. So, uh, you know, off air, uh, you and Nick would have a lot to talk about because, um, you know, it's, <laughs> it's great to hear of, of another person that, that's all about uh, collaboration. Well, yeah, I mean, if you think of it as a competition, it's going to be a competition, but if you think of it as a collaboration, then there's a lot more that you can do. Nicely said. Nicely said. So, so go ahead and fill the listeners in a little bit on what they can expect to see on your show. Uh, plus, of course, the the time and location that it's available each week. Yeah, um, I do it at nine p.m. Central every Wednesday. Um, I have, like you said, a different guest artist that I feature every week. Um, basically, we will take turns, kind of Nashville round style, playing songs, um, generally acoustic. Occasionally we perform from venues, but generally it's from my apartment. Um, I have a a whole setup. I've got a backdrop and I've got lighting equipment and a nice microphone and everything. So the quality is really good. And and then I do a little interview section in the middle um, where I'll ask them, you know, where they're from and all that kind of stuff. And then I have a a different random object that I choose as a microphone. And it's it's different every single time. Like one time it was a fire hydrant or not a fire hydrant, a, a, you know, what, what's it called um, fire extinguisher. Mm-hmm. And then the next time it might be like a straightening iron or just something random around the room, <laughs> cat toy, whatever. I'll just pick something random up and put it in their face. And they're like, what's going on? <laughs> and uh, I, I every week I also have a random question that I ask them as well. And it's different every week as well. Usually off the top of my head. 
For example, one of the uh, questions that I've actually asked was, what would you do if a T-Rex wearing a bow tie and a fez walked in and tried to give you a high five? <laughs> that was an actual question. So, so that begs the question, are these archived online that people can watch past episodes or no? Um, I have a lot of content on YouTube from past. Uh, I actually have full interview sections that I used to do, um, not during the show. I used to do them afterwards and film it and put it on YouTube. Um, there's a lot of stuff on, on um, YouTube.com backslash musiconv. <laughs> it's not the whole word because um, I hit enter too soon. And so it's just music conversation without the ursation. Okay. Um, that's on YouTube. Um, but to tune and, in, but to tune in live yeah. every Wednesday night, where do they go to watch that? I do. I broadcast from concertwindow.com, um, which I highly recommend to anybody who's doing any type of um, online web, you know, webcam broadcast for music, especially. Um, they're just they've been so great to me. Well, I was going to ask you about that because obviously the the other big one that everyone's heard of is Stage It. So mm-hmm. uh, I'm not, I'm not going to ask you to, to stage it. Okay, okay. So so that's even better. I, I you know I'm, I'm not necessarily asking you to to, to pimp concert window, but um, you know, but but to, I guess uh, again as a teaching moment because there are certainly listeners out there who are musicians that might be considering doing this. So why did you choose uh, not only concert window but especially the fact that you did have experience with stage it. Um, well, it's the, the thing with concert window that was the hugest difference for me is that you don't have to purchase notes or anything like that. It's just direct from your credit card and they pay the musicians within 24 hours, Mm. uh, direct to your PayPal or whatever. Um, stage it, you have to cash out and it takes like 10 days and like you have to have a certain amount of notes in your account and it gets kind of confusing people who are like, I have to buy notes, what's that? And I have to pay $5 or more or whatever. Also, a uh, concert window allows you to do a free show, which stage it does not. Um, they have like a minimum for every show that somebody has to. So somebody has to pay whenever they watch Um and so I like being able to make it available to everybody, but people can still tip, and you generally do. So I could go on and on. I, I- <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that's all very helpful information. And uh, again, you know, for people that are listening to this and still aren't quite sure, and 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 please don't don't anyone Auburn included, please don't for a minute uh, misinterpret this as as me not giving Auburn the the props that she's due. Um, but way back on episode 14, Liz Longley was the guest, and, and Liz has, has really you know soared to, to great success, uh, tremendous popularity, uh, for all intents and purposes, tours the nation, yet, uh, and, and has had songs placed on, on major network shows, yet Liz Longley even does shows on Concert Window. Um, so mm-hmm. this is something that, that, that everybody is using and it's it's great to hear the insight that that you're providing on it. Well, one thing I wanted to back up to, and I, I have to be careful the way I phrase this because um, <laughs> it, it sounds like well, common sense, Bruce. I I want to put out a good show, but what I'm getting at is you you went to lengths to say uh, about the setup that you have there and lights and and you described you know backdrop the whole thing, and yeah. I'm inclined to wonder, you know. Why go to such lengths? And, and like I said, it sounds like a stupid question. Well, because I want it to look good. And, and I get that, but my reason is because it is so easy to just set a camera up on anything stable and point it at you and say, eh, right. big deal. Bottom line is I just want to perform on the Internet for fans that, that can't come see me in person. What, what made you decide, no, I'm going to really you know, make this a, a, a big deal? Well, the fact that I was doing it every week you know, is one thing. And, and I was actually... I, I you know, can make decent money from it. And I just, I want to give my audience the best quality show that, you know, that I can give them. And lighting is so huge, so huge to a good show. I mean, you can have whatever backdrop you want or background or whatever, um, but the lighting makes a huge difference because they can actually see you know your facial expressions you're not like dark and all shadowy and grainy and um it just it makes any camera 
able to pick you up a whole lot more. And it's the audience really appreciates it because if it's if the video quality and all of that is not good, then they might as well just be listening. Mm. Outsta- this is this is a first. I'm, I'm, <laughs> this is the, this is the first time and 58 episodes that I've applauded for someone on the air. I mean, that's, that's <laughs> terrific. I, I'm, I'm being a hundred percent sincere and genuine to have that kind of devotion to this project that you say, I really am going to make a big deal out of it. I want it to be good video quality. It's something I'm going to do every week. I want the viewers to have an enjoyable experience with the entire product and not just my songs. That That's just tremendous. So, um, yeah. if I was wearing a hat instead of headphones, I would take my hat off to you. <laughs> Oh, thanks. Yeah. Well, um, moving along, uh, congratulations, or or maybe it's best wishes, <laughs> or or both. Um, as I mentioned in the intro, you're working on your debut album. So, yes. at this particular point in time, uh, what details can you give the listeners as far as uh, anything from you know who you're working with as a producer to where it's being recorded, uh, when might it be out, how many songs there might be, th- those types of things. Um, well, we're so far we're we have six songs um, that we know that we're doing. Um, assuming the Kickstarter makes the goal, but every thousand dollars we make over the Kickstarter goal will be another song that we can do. Um, I'm working with Pino Squilace, who is um, one of the original members of the Music Mafia, and um, his his uh, studio, Creative Caffeine, and uh, the. The staff there, I just love all of them. And uh, I finally found, because Pino and I have a, a really great musical connection, and I have sometimes trouble fleshing out song ideas into full band events. Mm. And he has these ideas he comes in with and was like, why don't we do this here? I'm like, brilliant. Why didn't I think of that? That's exactly <laughs> what it needed, you know? Uh, so, and how did how did you come together with him? Um, I actually met him like a year and a half ago, super randomly. I'm a, a Lyft driver, and I it was my last Lyft of the night. I ended up going and hanging out with my passengers, and one of them introduced me to Pino. Mm. So super random, just out at a bar, um, and then like it, the timing wasn't right, um, and then I we got back together. Like he saw me at a show or whatever, and was like, "Hey, good to see you again." And maybe we can try now, you know. And the timing just happens to be right now, and I have the songs that are ready, and I'm really excited, really excited about it. So. Well, you know, and and you say it's super random, but but yet being <laughs> being Nashville, it's not. Yeah, you know, it's not a surprise. <laughs> it's, it's a Nashville is a really big small town. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I am Bruce Wozniak, and joining me today on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from Nashville is singer-songwriter Auburn. Visit her official website at www.auburnmusic.com. I would spell it for you, but you might be driving or running or working out. So uh, as I've said on similar shows, look at the title of this episode on whatever listening device you're using so as to get the proper spelling of her name so you can go to her website. She is on social media, too, of course. On her website, there are icons to click on to link over to Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. Plus, she is also on Reverb Nation, too. You will also want to follow Auburn online so you can keep up with where she'll be playing and when so you can go see her perform. Be sure that you're also checking out www.nowhearthis.biz, that's H-E-A-R, and sign up for the e-newsletter there and subscribe to this podcast and tell others about it too. Subscribing is free and it makes it so easy to get the show every week. It will just download automatically when a new episode comes out so you don't have to go looking for it. If you're a new listener to the show, please do check out some of the prior episodes of Now Hear This Entertainment. We've had a lot of great guests along the way so far. Go ahead and use the social media buttons on nowhearthis.biz to like the Now Hear This page on Facebook and or become a Twitter follower. And please, I'd love to hear your feedback about the podcast or maybe even some questions you would like asked on future episodes. Post all that on the Facebook page that I just mentioned or send an email. The email address is on the contact page of nowhearthis.biz. So, Auburn, we were talking about your debut album that you're working on. What about the writing for it? Will 
you have done all of that by yourself? Will you have done some co-writes? Will it be a combination, some alone, some co-writes? A combination. um, The single, Nothing Civil, um, I wrote by myself. um, But a lot of the songs that I'm putting on this album are songs that um, I wrote for a trio project. It was originally a duo, but it was, it became a trio and now it's no longer. It was called Black Rose Betty's. And um, I just, I love the songs from it so much. And uh, it just, it, it goes with my style now more than ever. And um, so I've, I've kind of, taken a lot of those songs as my own and is pina involved in the writing at all or or is he solely the producer no he's he's producer and he's also the uh the percussionist the drummer ah okay okay um well what, what do you feel has been the biggest challenge toward toward getting your debut album off the ground and, and i guess maybe too for that matter what has been the biggest lesson that you've learned so far at this point in the process um, well, money is always an issue. <laughs> Other than I mean, money, what has been the right. biggest challenge? <laughs> um, I don't know. It's it, this, this project seems to be coming together quite like it, it, it feels easy to me. Mm. Um, that's I'm, great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I've, I've got the songs, I've got great people working with me that, you know, I guess business stuff, making sure that you, you know, keep as much, um, like publishing and all of that kind of stuff. Um, and you know, as, as you can, but still being fair to everybody, you know, involved and just learning the business side of, of all of it too, Mm -hmm. you know, so well, of course, uh, I also mentioned uh, back in the intro that your crowdfunding campaign for the album starts today. So mm-hmm. certainly you will want to tell the listeners about it, but but even more so, when you do something like this, uh, meaning a crowdfunding campaign, I, I think, and I say you, I don't necessarily mean mm-hmm. Auburn, uh, right. but, but I think when one does something like this, they're making a statement about the confidence that, that you feel that you have in terms of the support you know, that you feel is there to get that aspect of this whole project mm-hmm. done. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so, so go, so go ahead and, 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 you know, plug the Kickstarter campaign and just kind of, you know, take us through your, you know, your, your mindset. I mean, obviously you had the confidence, but, um, mm-hmm. you know, getting it set up and, and, and now having to go into full bore self-promotion mode, uh, through this campaign. Yeah. Um, I, I read, uh, Amanda Palmer's book, the art of asking, um, I've done a lot of research uh, on kind of techniques and stuff to use. And, um, and I've actually gone out on my Facebook page and just put out a status asking people if they would be willing for me to tag them in the post whenever it goes live so mm. that it shows up on their profiles and, and so that I'm getting permission from them and mm-hmm. not just spamming them mm-hmm. because I feel like permission is huge. There's so many people out there who just are like, Hey, bleh, look at my music, you know, instead of just like, Hey, would you mind if I posted this on your profile or whatever? You know, it's it, uh, asking is huge to people like it because otherwise it feels like an invasion. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, that's wow. I mean, I commend you for that wholeheartedly. That's, I mean, it's 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 unfortunate that I have to say that that's that's a darn rare thing these days. So mm-hmm. you know, very commendable. And, and and so it sounds like you're you're about to say that that the response was good. Oh yeah, absolutely. I've had a lot of a lot of people like, I'm really excited for this. Let me know when I can help. You know, I'm I'm saving up now. Okay, now it's time for Bruce's bonus. This is a segment here on Now Hear This Entertainment where I take off my hat as podcast host and put on my hat as president of Now Hear This Incorporated, giving a helpful tip for the listeners that are musicians, singers, songwriters, entertainers who are out there trying hard to make a go of it. Today's bonus is don't misrepresent any facet of what you're doing. One prime example of this that I see being gambled on is using the expression shared the stage with when in fact a performer actually opened for a certain artist. 
unless you actually were on stage doing a duo or playing with a certain artist, don't say that you shared the stage with them. It's too misleading, and you don't want people to second-guess other highlights you might give to them. And that is today's Bruce's Bonus. How much time went into, well, I guess two things. How much time went into, uh, again, if you know, if you talked earlier about the difference between stage it and concert window, uh, mm-hmm. you sound like the kind of person that, that didn't just say, I guess Kickstarter is the only place I can do this. What made you decide on Kickstarter? And then, um, you know, we, we do talk about crowdfunding a lot on, on, this, mm-hmm. on this show, but um, I don't know that we've ever really had someone kind of roll up their sleeves with the whole deciding on what I'm going to give away at each level. I, I imagine that had mm-hmm. to take more than an afternoon. Yeah. Yeah. It, it took a little bit. Um, and I, I carefully went through, you know, all the main ones. Um, I, I considered pledge music and I'm, I'm, I still might consider that for a future project, but I want to do Kickstarter because I already have a successful project on there that people can see that had been funded. Um, and Kickstarter is also really well known. They also have a bunch of people specifically looking for people to support um, just because of their popularity. Um, they also had one of the lowest, they take one of the lowest percentages as well, which is um, also huge, um, you know, because you're trying to raise all this money and then you have to budget for more if they're taking a higher percentage. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then and, as far as the, the, mm-hmm. the, the giveaways at the various levels? Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, what about them? Well, you don't, you don't <laughs> have to detail what they are, but, you right. know, just kind of take us through your thought process on, on, you know, what went into coming up with what can I give away and what, le- d- d- you know, does Kickstarter suggest the levels that, that you give different things away at? You know, what, just kind of, you know, take us behind right. the curtain in terms of your, your brainstorming for that aspect of the project. Well, I wanted it to be, you know, it, at each level, it, I wanted it to make sense. And I didn't want anybody who, um, like, couldn't afford a whole lot to walk away with nothing. Um, so everybody who pledges to the Kickstarter will get the debut um, uh, single for, you know, for whatever they donate, um, whether it's a dollar or whatever, Um and I feel like that might encourage more people who are like, oh, what's a dollar going to do? You know, if some if every person on my profile gives at least a dollar on my Facebook profile, all my friends or whatever, gives a dollar just to get that song as opposed to waiting and buying it on iTunes or whatever, it'll go directly to the project and help it actually um, happen. Um, I have I'm I'm a very creative person myself as well and I, I make all my posters and um and stuff like that i have a, i do these things called lyric photos where i will take really cool pictures that relate to lyrics and um, put those lyrics in a artistic way on the, the photo and so i'll be making some posters and stuff with those as well um and i even have one where um i if it's if they like pledge I don't know. I think I have it at like $8,000 or whatever. Um, then I will write them a song and include it on the album. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So <laughs> well, that's, that's, that's some, some big incentive right there. You mentioned yeah. and, and And so now you have my curiosity at mentioning what a creative person you are. You, <laughs> you mentioned that you already successfully funded a Kickstarter campaign. So I'm curious to know what that was being that this is your debut album. We know it wasn't a prior album. Yeah. Um, it was kind of to fund a tour to California. Um, it was like a, a house concert that uh, my now ex-boyfriend and I um, had done. And so we, we launched the Kickstarter to be able to basically afford the ticket there mm-hmm. um, and kind of pre-sell tickets to the uh, house concert. Outstanding. Outstanding. That's that's all very interesting. And, and you know, again, you're... Uh, you're you're really investing the time that that you need for something like this. I, I'm I'm sure it's a foregone conclusion that for the listeners that are curious and saying, okay, I want to see what some of these things are that she's giving away at the different levels. Today being the beginning of the campaign, there they will be able to find the link pretty much anywhere your your website, all your different social media. Oh yeah, I'm gonna all be blasting it everywhere. <laughs> okay, okay, because we don't want them to have to go digging through Kickstarter to say, I'd like to fund it, but I just don't know where her page is, where her, where her, uh, campaign yeah, no, is. It, 
it'll be on the front page of my website and and linked and uh, sponsored on Facebook and everything. So. So what is it? What is your, your you know, your your mentality going into this? I, you know, I said it kind of laughingly before, but in fact, <laughs> as we've talked on prior episodes with other guests that have done crowdfunding, you do unfortunately have to go into that that real self promotion mode to make sure that the thing is successful. Otherwise, you don't get any money from Kickstarter. So, how how have you made peace with that fact as as you start this today to know that you know people are pretty much going to be hearing from me all, almost on a daily basis. Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I kind of do that already anyways with the, my music and my, my online show, and um, I host an open mic in town too, so they're used to seeing lots of posts from me. Um, for me, it's making it interesting for them and not obnoxious. And, you know, again, the asking instead of forcing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and, and making it, you know, like posters and stuff that, that are nice to look at instead of just like, you know uh, <laughs> yeah, cookie, cookie cutter <laughs> exactly and you know I, I try to have kind of a, a particular style of poster that I do that goes along with the pictures and um, and what the music sounds like all matching up so that it's kind of created a bit of a brand um, that people can start to to look at and be like oh okay I see how all this correlates um, and I don't know sometimes I'll, I'll just have something really random to catch their attention um, and also let them know about, you know, whatever I'm doing. Well, I just want to jump in and say that that, that as a promoter, you're you're just winning over my heart because you're doing a great (laughs) job of, of, you know, kind of teasing people where I'm sure there will be great interest. Uh, You know, obviously, there's a lot of fans that are listening to this particular episode because they're, you know, they're they're followers of Auburn herself. But those of you that are being introduced to her for the first time, you got to admit, it's got to pique your curiosity and and you'll (laughs) want to go uh, to her social media and her website and and check out some of this that she's describing. But go ahead. Please continue. I'm sorry to have interrupted. No, you're fine. I, I, I want to mention in my in my email list and my Kickstarter um, in within the body of the Kickstarter. If you see any smiley faces that have links attached to them, they'll just go off to random like videos or gifs or memes or whatever. Just random stuff that I that I found funny or interesting or whatever. Um, and I, I don't know. I just I try to to cater to the fans and, and what, you know, what I find interesting and funny that they might also. <laughs> That's great. That's great. You're, you're, you're doing little, it. You're doing Easter it right. Eggs. Yeah. I, I love it. I love it. Well, you know, that's, that's, uh, I mean, I'm glad it's, we're, we're kind of lightening up a little bit cause, cause the whole self promotion mode and, and the pressures of Kickstarter is a little bit of a heavy subject. So I did want to lighten things up here a bit. Um, for starters, you went to Nashville to record your first demo at age 13. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Describe that. Um, well, we, my mom has always been a huge supporter of me. I've, I've known that I want to do music forever. Like I've never not wanted to do music. Um, and so she found a producer through friends of, of hers and ours um, who happened to live in Nashville. He lives in L.A. now. You were living um, where at the time? I was living in San Diego. Okay. And so she, she flew me out to Nashville um, to record a, a demo. I think it was three or four songs. Um, and it, none of the songs were my own. Um, but it, you know, it was more to get me in the studio and, and meet with this producer and, and learn as much as I can, you know, as, as much as I could and get, you know, a product out of it. So a lot of it was just getting experience. And I ended up working with that producer for years and um, interned with him a little bit and just learned the ins and outs of the studio. So now when I go in and, and I, I can, you know, sing on a microphone and not like pop into it went with like man P's and B's, I, you know, you put them out to the side instead of directly into the microphone so that, you know, there's better quality. But anyways, so it was basically a big learning experience and uh, that led to a bunch more more learning experiences. Well, sure, because at the age of 13, 
mm-hmm. it's all new to you, but you, oh, yeah. you'd rather be overwhelmed at 13 than say at 19 when I've said my whole life I was going to do music. Now I'm ready to do it. And I'm just walking in with eyes as big as Frisbees. Yeah. So it, it's, you know, certainly, uh, you know, your, your mother knew what she was doing, uh, when mm-hmm. she, when she put you on, when she put you on that plane. Oh, definitely. Yeah, she came with me. <laughs> oh, very nice. Uh, well, you know, unaccompanied minor, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Didn't, didn't, didn't want to do that. Didn't want to send her, her little girl all the way across the country and say, let me know although, how it goes. <laughs> although, um, when he moved to L.A., I started going up there and she just put me on the train. <laughs> so, Well, maybe it's not so bad now. Yeah. Let me know when you get there. Yeah. <laughs> I am Bruce yeah. Wozniak, and joining me today on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from Nashville is singer-songwriter Auburn. Visit her official website at www.auburnmusic.com. And as I said earlier, look at the title of this episode on whatever listening device you're using so as to get the proper spelling of her name so you can go to her website. She is on social media, too, of course. On her website, there are icons to click on so you can link over to Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. Plus, she is also on Reverb Nation as well. And obviously, as we've been discussing, you'll want to look for the links to her Kickstarter campaign so that you can go and read all that she has posted there as well. You'll also want to follow Auburn online so you can keep up with where she'll be playing and when so you can go see her perform. Be sure that you're also checking out www.nowhearthis.biz, spelled H-E-A-R, and sign up for the e-newsletter there and subscribe to this podcast and tell others about it too. Subscribing is free, and it makes it very easy to get the show every week. It will just download automatically when a new episode comes out, so you don't have to go looking for it, even if you're sleeping. If you're a new listener to the show, please do check out some of the prior episodes of Now Hear This Entertainment. There's 57 of them to pick from, and only two guests have been on twice. So a lot of, lot of, lot of original content. We have had a lot of great guests along the way so far. Go ahead and use the social media buttons on nowhearthis.biz to like the Now Hear This page on Facebook and or become a Twitter follower. And I sincerely do ask all the time for your feedback about the podcast. And if you want to send in some questions you'd like to ask, have me ask on future episodes, if there's somebody that was a guest that you feel is a good candidate to be the third person to have on twice, let me know. Post all that on the Facebook page that I just mentioned or send an email. The email address is on the contact page of nowhearthis.biz. Uh, we were giving the listeners some insight as to your background, Auburn. You graduated college as a theater major with yes. a minor in music. I, I know you later went on to pursue a second degree in songwriting, but the first part of that, do, do you feel <laughs> that graduating college as a theater major helped with, with this career that you're now developing? And, and if so, how? Well, the reason that I went and um, studied theater in college was because I knew that my stage presence needed work. Mm. And I definitely feel like I'm a much better performer having gone to college for theater and gotten that degree. Because um, I met I met some amazing actors and, and I, I um, did a, a class that was probably the most um, helpful for me um, called Performance Techniques. And um, we basically learned how to, with our bodies and our voice, portray the emotion within the song without just singing the notes. Mm. Fascinating. Yeah. So um, they didn't have a major in music at that particular college, at Stevens College, but um, so I, I minored in it instead, but otherwise I would have probably done a double major. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and so instead, then, as, as I started to mention, uh, you did later go on to pursue uh, a second mm-hmm. degree in songwriting. Yes. Yeah, I went to Belmont for a year. Um, and it, I, I was pursuing a Bachelor of Science. So I, I, I thought that was kind of an interesting instead of a Bachelor of Arts in songwriting, because that was uh, available as well. But I got a lot of music business knowledge from, from that as well. Um, because I, I was pursuing Bachelor of Science. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> okay, well, um, you know, I uh, back on episode 34, um, a guest that I had on from, uh, from Ontario, Canada, and then uh, not too long after that, uh, about 
10, 12 weeks later uh, from right there in Nashville. Two guests that I let get off the hook. So unfortunately, you're going to be the one that I'm going to ask this question to. Uh, episode 34 was Roxana, and episode 46 uh, was uh, Elena. Um, I read in your bio that at five years old, you told your mother, and, and this is a quote, <laughs> you realize, of course, that I'm going to be famous. So my question is, when, uh, although more importantly, why did you opt to go with a stage name of just one name? Well, I figure that it's unique enough on its own, and um, I don't know. I, I I have nothing against my last name. It's just it's you know, Stevens is kind of really common. Mm-hmm. Um, but even even trying to go by one name, everybody tries to call you by two names. Anyways, they're like, "Oh, what's your last name?" <laughs> but, <laughs> I don't know. It, it's 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 something that I've toyed around with for a long time, and I, I kind of grew up knowing that I wanted to go by just my first name because it was unique enough, mm-hmm. and, you know, there aren't very many Auburns in the world, let mm-hmm. alone Auburns that do music. Mm-hmm. And so... I don't know. I thought it might make me stand out a little bit. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm, I'm happy with that answer. And, uh, and Roxana and Elena, you're welcome that I, that I let you off the hook. And, and uh, Auburn <laughs> has, has made up for it by, by giving a, a, a very good answer. Um, <laughs> I guess as we're in the home stretch now of the interview, let, let's get a little insight from you on something that could be helpful to the listeners again. Uh, back in the intro, I mentioned that you'll be playing tomorrow night and Friday night at an unofficial South by Southwest showcase in Austin, Texas. Since there are up-and-comers out there who are listening to this that would like to hear, uh, regardless of the fact that they're unofficial, how did you, um, since you're based in Nashville, how did you get the, these bookings? Um, a friend of mine, actually, Jenny Alpert, um, she's been doing this showcase for years, and uh, she's actually been staying with me here in Nashville as she's in town. And she got the opportunity because the bar owners at Sledgehammer Bar, which is where we, we will be, um, they they just bought the bar, um, and they asked her, they, they were referred to her um, and asked her to book their talent for the... Uh, the unofficial showcase. And so, um, we've been singing together a lot lately and, um, and she's, like I said, been staying at my house. And so she asked me to, um, to do it. And I'm like, well, heck yeah. I mean, what a great opportunity. So. Yeah, absolutely. Although I, I I guess, um, (laughs) just, just kind of explain. So, so what, why are they calling this an unofficial South by Southwest showcase? Um, because it's not officially part of the festival, um, it's during it's and it's actually earlier in the day. So um, they have, I believe, official showcases there um, after the unofficial showcase later in the day. Um, okay. You don't need like a wristband or anything to get into the unofficial showcase. Okay. Okay. Very good. Well, uh, we're going to close today with a song of yours called Nothing Civil, which will be your first single off the new album that you're recording. So uh, what can you tell the listeners about this song? Well, it was basically inspired by a a friend of mine, um, as well as my grandmother, who suffered from domestic violence. Um, And it's the, the the hook of the song, which you'll hear, is there ain't nothing civil about a civil war, um, and it, I just, I feel like it's it's so true that you know, I the, the, just the, the term civil war like is kind of an oxymoron oxymoron. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> good point. <laughs> so yeah, um, I don't know, it's it's very powerful to me um, knowing you know people who have gone through this and feeling strongly about these people and you know wanting this to not happen to anybody but and the the second verse really talks about um how like the neighbors can hear it happening but they don't want to get involved you Mm -hmm. know and you know speak up and say something you know (laughs) i don't know I, i i just i hope that it inspires people to you know and and helps the people who have been in that situation well, and what a contrast too, and and of course, you know, any songwriter needs to have 
this kind of diversity. But you know, you, you talked uh, lightheartedly <laughs> at, at the beginning of the show about fat ladies singing, which obviously yeah. you know is, is a song about I don't want to say a song about nothing, but in other words, you made it up. You know, it's not it's not a real right. life situation that took place. And then to go complete, you know, one eighty the, the the opposite end of the spectrum to to some mm-hmm. serious subject matter, and, and you know, and to mention, um, I think you said your grandmother. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, that's, uh, that's, that's a huge contrast and, you know, shows, uh, I, I guess the breadth of your work. Um, so, you know, and, and, and kudos to you for, for not being afraid, uh, to, to take on a, a serious subject. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, um, thank you so much, uh, for, for the time. I, I really, really enjoyed this conversation a whole lot. And, and, you know, we wish you nothing but the best, uh, with the Kickstarter campaign, with the new album, uh, out there on the road. Um, not only, uh, with these shows the next two nights in Texas, uh, but, you know, mm-hmm. obviously, um, moving forward. And, um, of course, you know, I mentioned, uh, in the intro that you've got a couple shows next month in Kentucky. So, uh, just, mm-hmm. uh, heartfelt best wishes and, and thank you again for, for being on the show today. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed this as well. Great, great. Well, I will close, as always, by formally thanking my guest. Today we heard from singer-songwriter Auburn. Visit her official website at www.auburnmusic.com. A-U-B-R-Y-N. AuburnMusic.com. Remember that she is on social media too, of course. So help her out. Like her Facebook page. Follow her on Twitter. Subscribe to her YouTube channel. Uh, Plus, she is also on Reverb Nation, too, as I've mentioned. Uh, Obviously, there's the Kickstarter campaign, which we encourage you to spend some time reading about. For that matter, uh, tell her that you heard her interview and her music on Now Hear This Entertainment. And, of course, keep up with her online for news about the album and to see where and when you can go see her perform live. Don't forget to visit www.nowhearthis.biz and sign up for the email newsletter there by simply putting in your email address. That's it, just one field to complete. And of course, please do subscribe to this podcast and tell your friends, family, neighbors, coworkers about it. Hey, give us a nice review on iTunes or Stitcher Radio too, hopefully accompanied by a five-star rating. That really does help the show a lot. If you are listening on SoundCloud, remember that you can like and share episodes there, and you can also follow on SoundCloud, which is just like subscribing. As I have invited listeners before, let's get your feedback on the show too. Post your comments or questions on the Now Hear This Facebook page. There are links to it and Twitter, and even the Now Hear This official YouTube channel, all on nowhearthis.biz, or send us an email. The email address is on the contact page of Now Hear This. Dot B-I-Z, as I say when I have a Canadian guest on, like when it was Roxana. Mm-hmm. We have been recording this show at the great facilities at Crystal Blue Sound Studios near Tampa, Florida. Check them out online at www.cbpro.net. That's C-B as in Crystal Blue. Thanks for listening. We'll send you out today with another song by Auburn. This is the one she just talked about. It's called Nothing Civil.